Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. We are the 18-minute podcast to the spa salon. Well, the whole wellness business. I always go through all the machinations of what is spa, but everybody knows we are really wellness, but I'm going to call it spa today. Anyways, we're going, for those who know the vernacular, across the pond. That's the Atlantic Ocean. I've got Lucy Briley with me today. She is the co-founder and director of the Sustainable Spa Association. Hello, my friend. How are you, Lucy? Hi, Alan. I'm really, really well, thank you. Thank I you know, so I much forget, for having some, me. Sometimes I say good morning and then I forget it's good evening <laughs> for you. And I have been, uh, for those, let's see, I'm Arizona, so you're eight hours ahead of me. So sometimes I'm uh, emailing with Lucy and it's like four at night and I know she's up at midnight, four in the afternoon and it's midnight and I have to yell at her through email to stop working already. It's so true. He's, um, he's uh, making me rest too well, <laughs> like a true well-being practitioner. <laughs> um, yesterday I was the um, moderator for a panel discussion on going back to work for the Southeast Spa Association. They're based out of Florida. And one of the things I reminded people is doing nothing is doing something. You know, finding that time to sit still and relax and don't push it. Yeah. How to do it sometimes, right, Lucy? Yeah, you absolutely have. And I do build that into my day. I absolutely build that into my lifestyle, actually, and have done for a very, very long time. Um, you know, when you work in the wellness business, you have to practice what you preach. Um, you can't talk to people about wellness if, you, if you're kind of, you know, struggling yourself um, in terms of uh, balancing your own lifestyle. And I've had to learn that from a very young age. I've, I've got, well, I've brought up three boys. Um, they've all been incredibly busy. I've also run businesses in that time as well. So you have to make time to sit down at some point or look after yourself. Okay. In full disclosure, I know our listeners won't be able to see you, but I mm. hope you guys eventually see Lucy's picture because she tells me she's a grandmother. I can only attribute it to gene pool and good skin because I'm 62 and she looks like 38, but she says she's a grandmother. So I'm going to believe her. Um, well, I'm not too far off that. I'm 44. So uh, yeah, <laughs> well, you look younger you know, than your age. So let's go with that. Put it down to that. Um, and Luke, before we uh, started, Lucy and I were um, we're uh, talking about weather because it's almost it's going to be a hundred degrees down here in the Phoenix um, uh, area, and it never gets that warm in the London world. But every every place people settle, there's always good reasons to talk about why you love the weather and why you don't like. My neighbor was saying, "Wait till October, November. It's outstanding. It's seventy-five and sunny every day. It's like I love every day." You know, the weather turns, right? Yeah. We're not responsible for the weather. It turns every day. Well, look, you're talking to a Brit here. We talk about the weather every day, or should I say moan about the weather every day? <laughs> it, it's absolutely true that we just drink tea and moan about the weather, Alan. <laughs> it's absolutely true what they say. You know, I'm, I should have told you this. My wife starts her day. We both get up about six o'clock. She starts with green tea with a piece of uh, ginger, dried ginger mm -hmm. in it. It's her, she's not ready for coffee, but she loves yeah. the aroma and the taste of a glass of tea first yeah. thing in the morning before she does anything else. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a green tea drinker too with, with a slice of lemon though. But I think there is something about the aroma and um, 
I, I am actually a qualified aromatherapist. I haven't practiced for a long time, but I used to drop little bits of ginger and lemon and lime in the bottom of the shower tray. So when the hot water hits it, you get that amazing smell in the morning and it just, it wakes you up in the best way. A lot of speaking of scents, we put a steam unit in our, well, it's not mm. in the shower, but we made the shower into a steam shower and it's got a little encapsulate holder. I bought a bottle of the eucalyptus spray. I swear to God, you, yeah. it it's like, it's like putting for those who like it, putting lemon in your water. It changes water into, wow, I just love my water with, <laughs> with lemon in it. I can drink it all day. It's the same with being in the shower. You put a little bit of something of, isn't it amazing how we dig on fragrance? We just, our olfactory senses love everything. That's why aromatherapy works so well in the world. It's why it works, yeah. I love the way you said water into wow and not water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was drinking wine all day, that see that uh, sleeper couch behind me? I'd be nodded off uh, sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Behind. Yeah. I, and you know, when I play golf and sometimes I see guys having Bloody Marys at eight, nine o'clock in the morning mm. and I'm going, how do, how can they do I it? I swear to God, three holes in, I'd be dozing off. I just don't know yeah. how people can drink early. And I've been on enough airplanes where people are ordering Bloody Marys for breakfast yeah. and it's All like, yikes. Everybody the does time. their own thing. You know okay. what it is though? It's the hangover cure. So they must have been uh, They must have been hungover from the night before. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you what the new hangover is because I had this conversation with my brother. <laughs> this he works at Best Buy. You know, it's a huge electronics chain, right? In the yeah. United States. They're probably across the globe and I don't know that. But he said a lot of these young kids under 30 years old, they come in mm -hmm. and they look hungover, but they have been, haven't been smoking blunts or, or drinking. Yeah. They're staying up late doing video games across yeah, the globe yeah. with yeah. their friends and they stay up till two or three o'clock yeah. in the morning and then think they're going to work at nine. And they look, my brother that. says, they look like they're hung over, but it's from video yeah. games. Yeah, it's just lack of sleep, isn't it? But I can well believe that because I don't think I know one young young man that doesn't spend, you know, every spare minute of the day gaming. So yeah, I can well believe it. Well, I know I've talked to some of my friends who's there have younger kids who say he just lives in his room and he it can't be held. You know what we did? We went home, whipped through homework and went down to the cul-de-sac to play baseball with, I mean, we did everything outside. Yeah. Kids today, I'm sure think it looks weird, you know, that you do that. And I mean, you my brother told me how his daughter broke up with some guy by text. Mm -hmm. And okay. It's like, oh, I know. Can you imagine how rude? No, they probably think, you know, us having a cup of coffee and saying, I'm sorry, Lucy, this just isn't working <laughs> out. We got <laughs> It doesn't work in their brains that way anymore. Right? Oh, Alan, take us back to the 70s. Uh, I'm sure it's a little too late <laughs> for that. Okay, so you're up, you're up in Nottingham, yeah. right? You're north of London, mm. the way the crow flies. Yeah, north of London, which is um, what's known as the Midlands here. It's actually really quite a good location to be in the UK. Everything, in a sense, is kind of within two or three hours of you. I mean, you can be up in Scotland in four hours. You can be down in, you know, south of London in four hours and pretty much everywhere in between. So it's, it's a pretty good location, actually. Well, one of these times when I actually make the golf trip over there for the 10 days of golf, I'll find my way to Nottingham, okay? please do <laughs> I know and I've been in uh, London uh, four or five mm. times but you know what it is you're there you're working you're yeah. going out for Indian food at night I told you this right I think the best Indian food in the entire world is in England 
Well, it could be actually the best, apparently the best curry in England is Leicester, which is about um, 20 miles from me. Oh, right. Not far at all. So if you come here, Alan, I'll take you to Leicester for a curry. Oh, we're going. I like everything curry works with me. I don't care Perfect. what it is. I just, <laughs> but I love a lot of food. You know, you want to taste, yeah. it's similar like going to a spa, right? Like I don't always Ooh. just want to have a massage or a face. I look, I look yeah. hard at the menu when I'm traveling. I want unique, I want the flavor of the land. I want the indigenous definitely. treatment. Isn't that what makes it interesting to be in our business? Definitely, definitely, definitely. I have to have different food every day. I'm not one of those people that can just, you know, follow the same thing. I have to yeah. have such a, a massive amount of variety and you're right in spa as well. I do the same. <laughs> uh, yesterday while I was doing the panel discussion, one of the uh, gals brought up how we were talking about, did you drop things from your treatment menu? Are people purchasing mm. other treatments? What What's going on on the menu? And one was talking about, how, or a couple of them were talking about how the salt rooms, salt caves, where okay, people go yeah. in and the inhalator is blowing micron salt. It's fabulous. Yeah. Would you believe sitting on my desk, I have a handheld one that oh, I can wow. inhale during the day. That's great. And there's those lovely lamps you can buy as well. Those kind of rock crystal lamps. They're supposed those to are nice it. for looks, but this actually ah. grinds it down to the micron size that oh, you wow. can inhale it and get a salt treatment while you're sitting at your desk, right? Amazing. Anyways, they said they were, they were giving the treatments away for free and now they charge for the room and the room is full all the time. Oh, goodness. Well, I suppose they have to monitor it somehow, don't yeah, they? Well, and it becomes part of this low-touch environment, right? Mm. And secondly, flotation has become yeah. amazingly popular. Along um, the, one, uh, the one here in Phoenix is called Flotology, and I wish it was closer than 35 minutes to me because I'd go every week. To me, going yeah. and having a nap in a float, oh, my God. It, it, there's it is no amazing. It is. It's amazing. It's you yeah. feel weightless. You feel relaxed, and apparently, um, you can actually um, because your spine relaxes so much and there's less pressure. Um, you can actually grow an inch or so. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like the sound of that. I'm at five eight, but I'd go for five nine. You know, it'd be all go right. for it. <laughs> um, last thing on uh, location, and then I mm. want to talk about the SSA, which is cool. different from the ISA, but we get to that. Yeah. Um, I did or didn't tell you a good friend of mine, David Tomlinson runs a company called Absolute Aromas. Do you know David? I don't know him, but do you know what? That is my go-to um, aromatherapy brand because when I was at college studying aromatherapy, what, 25 years ago, um, that was the brand we used at college and I used it all throughout my career. Oh my God. Um, yeah, really, really fantastic black, uh, brand. Yeah, they are down. Well. I know they have a factory, I think, in Germany, but they're down in is it Alton, Hampshire? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's quite away from me actually. I, but, um, yes, it is because I took the train from central London, I think it was one yeah. hour 45 down to his place. But taking the train in London is so beautiful, and the countryside is yeah. great. And I actually know what a hedge grow is now that I got, um. <laughs> I got that. Well, I've been, you know, Led Zeppelin's been singing about hedge grows for, you know, my whole adult life. Never knew what it was. I went, oh, hedge grows. Now I got it. You know, there we go. <laughs> anyways, beautiful country down there. And I, I love his company. Yeah. So I'll make sure that I introduce you guys. Uh, oh, please see. So Lucy, take us back to, wait, mm. what's the website for the Sustainable Spa Association? Sure. Yeah. It's um, sustainablespas.org. 
sustainable spas, plural, dot plural dot org. Yeah, Perfect. it's a dot org um, because we are, there was a couple of reasons why we chose that actually. One, because we're a not-for-profit organization. Um, so it, it kind of gives you that impression straight away, but also we are working internationally. So we kind of think sometimes the .co.uk, although we're kind of based here, um, kind of puts off more international trade. So Wait yeah, it's dot org. I'm going to call you SSA for short today. All right. Um, tell us, go back to, you were a therapist, if I remember. So tell me yeah. what you did and then how did you morph into the SSA? Gosh, my career has morphed um, so many times, actually, but it gives you, it just shows you how kind of wide and diverse our industry is. So yeah, I trained as a therapist when I was quite young. I came, well, came out of college at 2021 and went straight into work as a therapist I was a holistic therapist and um, so I didn't do any beauty therapy um, but I went straight to work um, for a company called Saks Hair and Beauty which I'm not sure you have over there I'm not sure but um, they're within um, David Lloyd clubs um, and I stayed there for a good number of years and kind of worked my way up to management level there Sorry. All right. Um, and um, and then very quickly, I changed my career path because one, I'm incredibly ambitious, which is great at times and quite annoying at other times. Um, but I also had very young children and the kind of demand on kind of, you know, the customer demand to be working evenings and weekends wasn't really fitting in with my family life. So I started um, a, an on-site massage company. And at the time that was um, really kind of carving a new path, working with corporates, doing stress management um, and kind of on-site massage, clothed, seated massage in the workplace. And I ran that for 12 years before coming back into the spa industry. So that business is still running, which is great. It was a management buyout from some of my team. Um, and I came back into the spa industry and um, worked for a French skincare brand called Guino and then became group head of spa for Aspria over eight sites in Europe. So kind of traveling between Milan, Berlin, Hanover, Hamburg, Brussels, etc. cetera. Um, and it was at that point that I just stopped and thought what is going on here you know not just my footprint in terms of the amount of travel I was doing but also um, there was a lot of consumers coming into the spas particularly in Germany asking a lot of questions about what chemicals we're using in the in the spa in the pools um, for cleaning um, but also about the products and the provenance of the ingredients and the packaging um, and actually, I wasn't there all the time, but my spa teams were reporting back to me that they were finding it very hard to answer these questions and that it was happening more and more. So I started to, uh, to think, gosh, you know, we really have got a bit of a problem here. And it's probably not just here at Espria, it's probably, um, you know, industry wide. So I, I, I left that job voluntarily and took um, a little bit of time out to develop this business plan. Um, and the more I kind of scratched the surface of things, the more I realized how much really, really needed to be done. What do, when you've done everything and covered the globe, was Joe Lachman, he runs Gino in the US, was he, Gino, was he there when you were there? 
No, because the UK branch is a subsidiary of the French brand. Oh, so it's kind of, yeah, so we had a different so, GM, a different CEO here. What is the core value? What is the mission of the SSA? Mm. Yeah, so we really wanted to build a really great network of spas and suppliers who have got their focus on, um, initially it was environmental best practice, um, but actually sustainability is a much broader term than that, which encompasses people, planet and profit. So we've launched really with a, with a, heavily, um, with a heavy kind of emphasis on environment, um, and really helping spas to look at deeply into their day-to-day -day operations and day-to-day -day decisions um, and really evaluate whether what impact they're having because the consumer wants well-being but not at the expense of the environment. Yeah, there's always a, uh, a, a flux, if you will, between what spas know they need to do to be environmentally proper and what clients are requesting. And you think of going to a spa, you see people using lots of water, three, four towels, right? I, you know, mm. be, uh, be so when your uh, people can join, right? They can just go to sustainablespas.org, see what you do. Great. Okay. What when people say, I love the Sustainable Spa Association, because mm. what is that one thing they like to grab onto? Well, I think what's really appealed to people is that they can see that we, we're, uh, we're, our arms are open to everybody at whatever level they are at at the moment. Um, you know, there's no intimidation about what we're doing. You know, whether you're just starting on your journey to sustainability and you know nothing, to whether you're at a point where you've been practicing sustainability in your organization for many years, and you really need that kind of accreditation to start talking to the consumer, or even for um, kind of green hospitality and finance options. So the scope of, of what we can offer um, is quite big, but there's absolutely no kind of, you know, uh, there's no obstacles to coming to join us. And, and also I think the other thing is, one of the reasons for that is um, because we're translating really what is the language of sustainability into something that spa professionals can really grasp onto um, for operations. Um, because, you know, every industry has its kind of lingo and, uh, and its terms and, and things that we don't know. But we're, what we're doing is we're taking the science that is sustainability and really putting it into a language that appeals to, um, to the spa operator. I love it. Um, we're talking today with Lucy Briley. She's the co-founder and director of the Sustainable Spa Association. You can find them online at sustainablespas, that's plural, dot O-R-G. So please uh, look them up. Lucy, in the little bit of time we have left, I just yeah. wanted to tell you, we used to laugh in, well, I'm in Arizona now, but when we were in California mm. in Palm Springs, Generally, when Kath and I would go out in the morning, I would grab one of the plastic bags from the grocery store because yeah. they were still using plastic. And I'd put a latex glove on one hand and I would pick trash up mm -hmm. as we walk because for some reason, people think it's okay to throw trash in California in the street. Go figure, right? Maybe. And we used to laugh all the time because we thought the neighbors would go go be driving by and go, God, the shares must be on hard times or something. <laughs> 
picking up plastic bottles and tin cans and oh, you're but, doing some community service or something yeah although <laughs> periodically people would roll their windows down driving by and go thank you you know they because don't you think everything's just it's impossible to throw stuff in the garbage without thinking about can I recycle it can I switch to aluminum you know what what's the should I be um yeah. uh, doing and so I think what you're doing is wonderful and I know you guys are a yes organization so people just need Definitely. to reach out to you and yeah and, and actually you, you just pointed out something really good there um just so I could, I'll just kind of recap on that because I think a lot of us know what the problems are um and what we're doing is very solution-led so it, we're not just sitting here putting out loads of news about what the issues are. We've got the solutions, even on an international level. I love it. Okay, people reach out. It's sustainablespas.org. Lucy, I love every time yeah. I talk to you, we laugh a lot. We, we, we have do. gone today, we've gone from uh, London to Nottingham to Kent to California yeah. to Arizona. I think we've covered it all. Yeah. We've gone a long way. It's a pleasure. I'm going to look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much, Alan. Speak to you soon. You too. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.